Blog Talk Radio. This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast provider and never miss a show. Today, we have a very special guest. Taj Mataj Miles is a cast member of WeTV's new hit reality show, Super Size Salon, which follows the staff of the first beauty salon that caters to the plus size community. The reality show follows six women business owners from across the country who joined forces to open the world's first recognized plus size salon, customized to accommodate women of all sizes and shapes up to 800 pounds. Tashma is one of the industry's most sought-after expert hairstylists and makeup artists. She has worked with celebrity clients such as Vanessa Simmons, Kendrick Family Stone, Frenchie Davis, Sherry Shepard, E40, Lloyd, and Karen King, among, among many, many others. Taj work has also been featured on projects for Chris Brown's Black Pyramid, Amber Rose's Slut Walk, and John Legend's Darkness and Light Tour. She is the owner of the Styles by Taj Collection, a full-service luxury salon in Berkeley, California. The Taj by the Styles by Taj Collection salon exudes glamour and provides high-end one-stop shop for all your luxury beauty needs, including hairstyling, makeup application, and also features Taj Luxury Naked Hairline. Supersize Salon airs Fridays at 10.30 p.m. on WeTV, and the series will also stream on All Black every Tuesday following its WeTV airing, and we are so excited to have Taj on the show today. Hi, Tosh. Hey, girl. Hey, so I'm excited to talk to you because you are very multifaceted. Yes, you have many things uh, going girl, on. Girl, this is a crock pot. <laughs> yes, yes. So you started in the music industry at 16 years old. Now tell us about that in your yes. training. Girl, yes, I started, um, actually my training started when I was about 12 years old. I'm classically trained vocally, um, and I started a a young musicians program at UC Berkeley in California, um, where I took like vocal lessons, piano lessons, Um, I trained in like opera musical theater type of music, and yeah, I did that from about 12 to about 17. Um, I ventured into the studio at about 16 years old where I met a camp that, you know, got behind me and my music and and just took off from there. Um, did you have a record deal? I did get a record deal. I had a major record deal at 17, but, uh, well, I guess I got to tell y'all what happened, huh? I had a major record deal at 17 years old. I won't say the the label, but it was a ma- it was like a major, major label. Um, but the twist of the story, girl, which is crazy how it all falls into place, is that I had a deal and the camp used my music, my voice, and another girl's picture to get Just the actual like deal. Just like Martha Wash. 
Yeah. So Do you know who that is? That was like the no, I don't. But okay. it's happened to so many people in the industry that I'm not surprised. Yes. Okay. So you've been discriminated against. And it started early with my size. So, you know what I'm saying? It was like I had the voice, I had the writing capability, I had the talent, but they just didn't believe that my look would get the deal. And my my music got the deal, and they used somebody else's picture, and once it just blew up, and it just all fell apart. So that happened, and it kind of put a dampening on my spirit when it came to my music. So that's how I ended up focusing so hard on the hair industry, and then that just took off. And now, you know, I'm here and I'm successful in that right, but it's like right back where I am in this position is putting me, setting me up to get back to my music. And it's like the one thing that people used against me was my size, and now my size is the one thing that's putting me on. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but you've been featured on songs by Little Bootsy and Yo Gotti, so that was that when you had your um, your deal, or did you do independent things after? No, I did a lot. Well, see, I did the record deal and all of that work. And then um, I still was trying, even after that heartbreak, I was still trying to pursue my music. And so I did a bunch of hooks for various artists over the next few years after that. So it wasn't during a record deal time. It was more so like a couple years after. But I've been featured on a lot of stuff singing. Got it. So did you decide to transition to the beauty industry because you got discouraged with the music industry honestly yes that's how I devoted myself so heavy into the the hair industry because my dream and my real passion you know 16 years old that's a vulnerable age and to take something I loved so much and to have someone tell me basically like you're not good enough because of this and I don't know even though I knew that that wasn't I know now that that wasn't true, but at that young age, it really did weigh on me heavy. So honestly, yes, I got really heavy in the beauty industry because I could control it. It didn't matter what size I was. I could play this hair and whip this face and handle my business. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, from being in the music industry, did that help you build your celebrity clientele as a hairstylist and makeup artist, or did you have to build that from scratch? No, I built that from scratch, and it's so crazy because a lot of my celebrity clients didn't know any. Nobody ever knew anything about the music until after I started working with them. So it was never like a one door leading to another. The only person that I started off with music and then transitioned into styling was JaVel McGee, and that was when he was playing for the Warriors here in the Bay Area. Um, when I first met him, I met him in the studio. He needed someone to come sing, and I knew the producer, so I came to do music with JaVel. And then for me talking about my salon, he was like, yo, I need a stylist. And I was like, I got you. So that's how that relationship started. But all the other ones started authentically with, me just being referred either by another celebrity or them seeing my work and reaching out. So now that you are established in the beauty industry, you launch the Styles by Taj collection. So tell us about that. Yes. Well, I worked in salons over the years and even getting into the industry, I was a little hesitant because growing up seeing salons, you know, there's the typical like, um, hair shop experience where you go to the shop and you're sitting for hours and like I grew up as a shampoo girl so I knew the negative connotations that surrounded a salon 
And it would kind of deterred me a little bit, but once I entered into the industry, I really wanted to make my mark and create my brand identity to be what I wanted it to be and provide the experience that I wanted. So I really, really went hard with my first location to just be like a one-on-one, very intimate, very bougie and upscale and just provide an experience. And, um, I mean, my first few celebrity clients came to my little one-on-one suite, girl, and loved it. So I kind of built my brand around the experience and the customer service. Of course, of course the quality of the service, but the, also the experience was a big deal for the South by Taj experience. So once I established that, it just took off, and I, ended, I didn't have a choice but to expand to a bigger location because I started being so busy that I just needed more space and I needed more help. So... That's when the Styles by Taj Collection Full Service Salon was was birthed. So the Styles by Taj Collection, is that the name of your salon and your um, line of hair? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so if somebody wants to purchase hair from you, um, can you do it on your website? They can do it on my website, stylesbytaj.com, and uh they can also find the links on my Instagram to get to my website, to get to my Instagram, or to contact me directly. So how did you meet Jamie Lopez um, with Baby Doll Couture? Girl, it's crazy. So I, when I was approached by the show, I didn't even really, I knew Jamie, I knew of her, but it wasn't a personal relationship. We were literally just like, we followed each other on Instagram. Like, I loved what she had going on. Of course, me being a big girl in the beauty industry, I'm the type to, you know, encourage all my sisters. So I really loved what she had going on. And she was a, a fan of my work and the things that I was doing with my salon and my brand. And it was just like an online sistership, you know. And when they reached out for the show, I got a call like, hey, we were doing the show for Jamie Lopez. And, you know, she loves what you're doing. She really wants you to be a part of it. Girl, honestly, I thought they were calling me to be her glam. <laughs> oh, like, you okay, thought you were getting booked. Budget? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what's the budget? And and the guy was like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, she wants you to be on the show with her. And I was like, oh, wow, like, that's dope. Like, she doesn't even really know me. She just knows of what I have going on in my brand. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a personal relationship that we just kind of merged into the show. It literally was she liked what I had going on and brought me on board. So when did you initially get involved with the Baby Doll Beauty Couture Salon? Because on the show, it says you all closed down your salons to come help her. Mm-hmm. Well, we initially got started with her in 20... I, my journey with her started in 2019. Yeah, early 2019 is when I started with her. And... um for working here and there just like getting a feel for it and then when we shot the pilot for the show we went down um but the filming and actually having to go to help her uh, get the salon established did require myself and my co-star bb to actually close our salon in our hometown to kind of go to vegas for a couple months to help her you know so they weren't permanently closed we were just away from the businesses while we were filming and doing the show and helping her with the salon Got it. Now, so far, four episodes have aired. Now, how do you yes, feel girl. about the editing on the show? Because I think um, you've been 
portrayed pretty good on the show. You haven't been fighting with anybody or cussing any anybody out so far. You know what? No, baby, you must didn't see that clip. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I, you know, it, no, it it was it came. It was like one of the first bad scenes of the show. Like it went viral and everything, girl. Um, so I, I've been I I feel like. We all know TV is TV. You know, editing is editing. I feel for the most part I'm being portrayed as me. I do feel like for the gist of, like, more drama that I'm being depicted a little more, like, of a mean girl, I would say, in some aspects. But I think it's because the audience doesn't know the backstory. You know, me giving constructive criticism to Jamie, to some people it's like I'm being a bad friend or I'm being mean to her, and they don't understand this isn't really a friendship. This is a business situation. You know, this is me coming, leaving my family, leaving my source of income to Vegas to help her. So if I get to Vegas and things aren't as I thought they would be, and then I'm, you know, bombarded with a managerial role <laughs> without her even asking me, it's like a lot of pressure. So it's crunch time for me and time is money for me. Like every day that I'm here in Vegas in a salon that's not open for whatever reason is money away from my actual business at home and my clients at home and my family that I'm providing for. So it's a little more serious for me than just kicking it in Vegas with my home girl, helping her with her shop. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And wait, so which episode you was arguing on? Was it the first one? Well, it was the first episode. It was me and Double O. There was a situation where she asked me to do her makeup, and it kind of like I blew up on her. But what people but don't I thought even it was realize BB that was mostly blowing up. I got to go back and look. No, at I it. blew up on her. When I blew up, it ain't all just BB. I blew up on Double O in the first episode when they were moving the chairs and stuff. She came and was like, "Can you do my makeup, Taz?" And I was like, "Girl, time is money. I don't work for free. Like this." Ain't yeah, crazy. I remember that. They basically, they took her first time asking me and then my last response because she asked me like three or four times to do her makeup. And during this time, what people don't understand is we're unpacking the salon, we're moving furniture, they're trying to get the huge chairs through the doors. I'm there trying to play manager to help her out and, you know, delegate things. We're not even unpacked with our kids. Like, my makeup is packed up. Everything is packed. We're moving furniture. And she's like, can I do her makeup? And I'm just like, I said no multiple times. And so the last time she asked, it was just like, why are you still asking me about your makeup when we're trying to handle business? Like, time is money. And that's where my frustration was coming from. But even in that moment, like, they don't show after. It's that I came back and was like, you know what? I shouldn't have handled you like that. I'm just stressed out. My bad. You know, I love you. Hugged it out, and it was over. But they don't show that. They just left me looking like the hugest asshole in the world. But it's okay. <laughs> I know my truth. I was like, Lord, did he go TV? Here we go. Yes, yes. But on the last episode that just um, aired, episode four, Mama June and her daughters were on the show. And on that episode, you had the opportunity to showcase your skills. Now, yes. has being on the show boost your business, your personal business? Um, It has. It's boosted, and it also has, like, uh, shifted a little bit. Like, what I've noticed about the show airing right now is that a lot of my home-based clients think that I'm in Vegas. 
So they're like hesitating to book. But I'm getting a ton of like new clients that are like, oh my God, like your booking leak worked. I'm just going to show up to see if you're really here. Oh, you're here. Hey, girl. You know, so it's like trying to maneuver and let my clients know I'm actually back in Cali now. For now, y'all can book. And then also welcome in the new, the new clients because they're definitely coming, girl. Nice. Well, that's a a good point side of it's being on the show. Yes, yes, yes. Now, after Definitely. each episode, you will be discussing the shows on Instagram Live. You have a new IG Live show. Tell us about that. Yes, myself and my co-star slash bestie, Brittany, Phoebe Brittany, um, we have a, a live stream show that we're doing every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, and it's called the Bougie Breakdown. And basically where we even got the concept from is that during our whole process with the show, from filming and everything, me and her have always been like two peas in a pot, and they've always called us the Bougies, like production, the camera crew, the audio crew, like, whenever they would refer to me and BB, it was like the bougies. Oh, the bougies are walking in. Get the bougies mic. Like, <laughs> we were the bougies. <laughs> so, and it's only because we were the more, like, pretty, like, girly girl, always put together type of, you know, girls. And so we just took that and was like, yo, we might as well ride with it and bougie breakdown. And basically what it is is our take, you know. They can only edit so much. And I would just rather have a platform where I could speak my own mind and say from my own mouth what it is, put my truth out there and let it be what it is. So that's what the bougie breakdown is. It's our take on what happened and, you know, our side of the story. Now, I also read that now you've decided to come back out with some new music. Is that true? Girl, it is true. I mean, it's only right. It's only right. It's only right, and I feel like, not to get super religious on y'all, but um, I feel like God don't make no mistakes, you know, and my music has always been in my heart. I never stopped singing. I never stopped writing, and, you know, although I've taken a huge break from doing the music, getting back into it is like riding a bike, girl, but now I have the confidence behind it that I really don't care what nobody thinks. I'm just going to do what I love, you know, and also I have the support of the fact the one thing, like I said, the one thing that people tried to use against me and hold me back was my size. And I created another lane for myself, and I killed that lane. And from that lane, I've gotten this huge platform where it's celebrating the fact that I'm, despite society and what society thinks of bigger girls, I'm being celebrated and acknowledged and, you know, yeah. giving my roses. And so in this that's only right that I come out with some music just to say even more, like, take that. <laughs> and now with artists out like Lizzo, they'll be exactly. able to see that you can, uh, uh, you know, have success in the music can industry. Be both. Absolutely. Yes. There was no so Lizzo I, when I was 16. You know what I'm saying? Right. All the artists were portrayed as young and size, you know, two and it wasn't even popular to be thick back then. Like now it's like, it's way more, you know, open and welcoming. And so I just, it's only right that I, I got to put something out. So I do have a project that I'm dropping later this year. I'm excited about. Nice. So who are you looking to connect and collaborate with? That could be in music and the plus size world and the hair world. It's like, you got so many avenues. 
avenues. <laughs> Who do you want to collaborate with? Everybody, girl. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I'm not sparing nobody. I want to collaborate with everybody. Um, I always joke that my, like, uh, dream clients are, like, Michelle Obama, Oprah, and Beyonce. Um, but I would love to work with everybody, like, especially musically. I have so many artists that I just adore, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love Be- love Beyonce, love Brandy, like, even some of the newer artists, like Pink and Summer Walker. Like, I would love to just work with everybody. There's some dope producers that I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to work with them. Like, I'm just bursting at the seams and ready like you know what i'm saying i feel like it's go time and god don't make no mistakes and i'm just excited so you just open to all good opportunities to come your way in jesus name (laughs) amen (laughs) amen so what is the ultimate goal of your brand the ultimate goal of my brand styles by ties collection is to provide an experience, you know, as far as, like, my salon. Like, I would ultimately like to open up a school. Like, what a lot of people don't know is I I taught cosmetology for a couple of years, too. So I have the instructor side as well. And I do have a love for teaching and things like that. But I know realistically, once my career gets to a certain part, that may not be realistic. But I do want to open my own school where I, yes, teach the basics, and, you know, get people to pass their state board and get their license. But I also want to teach them, like, how to get your money, how to brand yourself, how to create a brand identity, you know, how to be successful, how to, you know, really really capitalize on this industry because this industry is so saturated by everybody but us. You know, when you look at the – now we're tapping into selling the hair, but back in the day the beauty supplies were never black-owned. You know what I'm saying? So right, I just want right. to – reach back to my younger girls because I remember being a young girl and looking and I didn't see nobody who looked like me. You know, I didn't see anybody look that looks like me or were doing any things that I wanted to do how I wanted to do them. So it's really inspiring to me that I am able to give that, yeah, I would love to open a school and just expand that brand in that way and multiple locations and, you know, this a uh, household name for the Styles by Taj collection is like my ultimate goal. And in addition to me just being a household personality, whether it's with my music or TV appearances or whatever, just making my mark and showing these little girls you can do it too. Look at me. Absolutely. So do you <laughs> have anything else happening that we can be on the lookout for? We know to watch you every Friday. We know mute, new music is coming out. You have a show on Instagram. Anything else that we didn't mention? Um, well, I won't say no because I just know how the Lord works. There may be something I don't know about that's coming, but just keep your eye open, okay? <laughs> I know <laughs> that's keep right. Keep your eyes open because the skies is the limit, Pooh. It's just my name is ringing indoors. I don't know about it, and I claim it in the name of Jesus. But yeah. um, for the most part right now, it's the music, it's the show, and it's just me trying to capitalize on this exposure in any way that I can. So, yeah, that's pretty much it that I know of right now. But something big is on the way. We claim it. Something is on the way. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I claim it. And you're going to be able to say, see, she knew it was coming. This is what it was. Yes. 
So tell us your <laughs> official websites and your social media pages so we can follow you and stay connected. Yes, girl. So I am Styles by Taj with a Z. So that's stylesbytaj.com. So it's S-T-Y-L-E-Z-Y-T-A-J.com. And it's Styles by Taj across all social media platforms. So it's at Styles by Taj on Instagram, um, Styles by Taj on TikTok, Styles by Taj on Twitter. Um, I am Tajma Miles on Facebook, but you can still search me, Styles by Taj, and it'll pop up. So Styles by Taj across the board, honey, you can find me because I heard you was looking for me. <laughs> and so how do you um, book? Is it? I know it's one way to book you for uh, as a hairstylist, but how do you book you for like a personality or like to, you know, be at a party um, or something? You would just book through my, my email. You could contact me via email for booking, and that's also in my Instagram inbox, uh, not inbox, but in my bio. On my link tree, um, there's a link for bookings. Um, but, yeah, they can email me at mztajma at gmail.com for bookings or hit me at com. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I learned so much about you. Really? Thank you for yes. having me. I love this. And let me tell you, honey, Kirby Conversations, you better say it. I was like, I love the play on words. That I love that. I love that our community is just becoming more and more fierce every day. You know, I love yes. that because I remember, that, like I said, the little girl me, I've been a big girl my whole life. So the little girl me, I didn't have many people to look up to. You know, I never identified with anybody. So the fact that our culture is becoming a little more welcoming to, to us um, and showing us on major platforms, I love that, and I'm so fortunate and so happy and blessed to be a part of the portrayal of the plus-size girl because we're not all, you know, woe with me, my 600-pound life. Some of us are living our best lives, and, yes, we may be on our journey, you know, get healthier or happier, but loving ourselves on the on the journey. You know, I'm loving me while on my journey, and I think that's important for people to know, you know, if you're a big girl and you're working on your size or you're loving yourself at your, like, whatever your journey is, love you during. Don't wait for perfection to, okay, now I love myself. Yeah, and, you know, I love this show because it shows you all as successful business women. You have high mm-hmm. self-esteem. You come dressed with your hair, your makeup on point. And, girl, you know, listen. And you on a major television uh, station, you know, this is something yes. positive. You don't know how many girls are watching you and are being inspired. I Listen, I get email, I get messages on Instagram daily, and I'm just like, wow, Lord, this is incredible. This is incredible. This is exactly why I wanted to be a part of it, because there were no representation of us when I was growing up, and I hated it, you know, so I had to become it. And now that I've actually done that, it's, like, crazy, but it's so dope at the same time, you know, to show these young girls you can do anything you want to. Don't let nobody put a cap on what you can do for your size, your look, for your race, anything. Absolutely. Well, we are so excited about your brand, everything you got coming up, you're gonna to have to come back when you drop your first single. I definitely am, girl. Oh yes. I got you. 
Well, continue success you. with everything you got going on and definitely keep in touch. I will. Thank you so much for having me, and you guys have a blessed day. And, yes, honey, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for being on the show. Bye-bye. No problem. Bye-bye. And so thank you to my guest today, Taj Miles. She is on Super Size Salon. Make sure you watch every Friday. We definitely want to support this show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.